one. Welcome to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio program, your source of common sense, conservative values, Monday through Friday. Delighted to be with you. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to chew on different kinds of sound for you. We're going to dabble in some other topics for you today that I think are worthy of conversation. And I think we're beginning to see just the very tip of the iceberg of this revolution, if you will, in the business world, not just truckers now, but people who are pushing back against this dictatorial, tyrannical, uh, one way, our way kind of rule in this country that is fundamentally antithetical to who we are and, and what we believe and what our founding fathers saw in this beautiful Republican or Republic, I should say, but it's it was an experiment. We're still in that experimental phase, but we are contracting, ladies and gentlemen. Things are happening, and it's very exciting. So if you're new to the program, Wendy Bell Radio Network app, love to have you join in the live video stream. Remember, Newsmax takes the last two hours on their N2 channel, free channel for Newsmax. And we've got a great podcast, Wendy Bell Radio. Plug it in. Download us. Two million downloads strong and growing. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I think all of us have a a guilty pleasure, something that we do not eating or drinking wise, but someplace we allow our minds to go when we are at system overload, when it seems like everything is going wrong. And the information we are receiving is too heavy. Sometimes you've got to step outside of that space and do something that relaxes you, that takes you away from it. And mine is cyber shopping for really overpriced real estate in Florida. That's what I do. I go on these various websites. I've been doing this for years. And I just dream now, my searches have certain parameters. I mean, they're not crazy, but they're, they're dream parameters. I search between a million and a half and usually $3 million. This is the dream house in my mind. Whether or not I'll ever get it is irrelevant because in the moment, I already have it. And I go through these websites and I look from the outside and I start walking into people's homes. 
I mean, it's almost voyeuristic if you think about it as you're shopping for real estate. Looking at how somebody else has lived their lives, their decisions, the appliances and the various things in their home that are important to them. And I have found something very traditional, if you will. 95% of the homes are the same. It's the same sort of idea. You walk through the front door and immediately to your right is a half wall in which there is a dining room, which the American family doesn't use anymore. To the left, invariably, is a set of double glass doors leading into an office. Again, I'm, I'm not so sure that's really part of my plan here. See, I see this as my dream for the future. My house has five bedrooms, maybe six. There's a big yard because of Murphy, of course, and no matter how long he lives, he will always be there in my heart, so there will be a yard. There's mature landscaping, palm trees, maybe bougainvillea, the purple kind, magenta kind, maybe some orange. There's some rosemary bushes and perhaps some fresh lemon and lime trees. And you walk into a space that feels like home. And every boy in my house has a room in this dream. Not necessarily for himself, but for perhaps a wife and children to come and to be with Joe and me in this next phase of our life. Out back, there's a pool. And if I'm super, super lucky in my dream, I live on a canal and there is a dock with tiki torches that can be lit at night to watch the sun go down. And there are Adirondack chairs. And I see myself with maybe grandchildren and Joe fishing off of the dock. I see a kitchen that is big that has a big open island for little people to sit on stools if they spend the night. I see this in my eye, in my mind, in my heart. And I'm going to get it. I know I will. I don't know where. I don't know when, but in my heart, it's going to happen. Now, dreams aren't supposed to be affordable. They're not even supposed to be reasonable. Who knows if they are even attainable? But it's that in the back of your mind that bubbles forward when you need a break, when you need to dream. And that's mine. It has many, many, many more layers because I can smell it. And I don't even have to have my eyes open to know what it looks like. And every day, I'm one step closer to that becoming reality. What we've been going through has been the steady dismantling of our ability to dream. The people who tell us every single day with their hair on fire, that this or that is a threat to democracy, that there is this inherent danger out there, 
that if we don't act and we don't do X, Y, or Z, it's going to be the end of this majestic place that we all love. What they really want to do is they want to steal your dreams. They want to squeeze you. They want to control you. They want to take away that part in you, that escape, that fire, that makes you on a day when you don't want to get out of bed, pop up and go. Because tomorrow, you're one step closer to it. It makes me angry, the lies that we hear, the voices who demand our attention. These are not good people. These are not honorable people. These are not people who deserve our respect. And because we are a good and decent team-playing people, because we've had the one-for-all and all-for-one mentality, and we have for more than 100 years in this country, we've let a lot go. We haven't risen up. We haven't emerged from the shadows. We haven't voiced our opinions, but we've been watching. And that is where I think we are today. This is a last gasp moving forward. The people who hate the idea of American exceptionalism, the people who hate anything related to making America great again, these people already are a threat to our democracy. It is these people who encourage me to take time every week, whether it's on a weekend before the sun rises, to sit down with my computer and just dream. They've already taken a lot from us. They cannot take that. And so I implore you, dream. Don't worry if it's silly. Don't worry if anybody else would think it would be reasonable. Don't worry if it costs gobs of money and is totally ridiculous. Take that time and go there because they'll never be able to rob you of that. Now, we have some interesting things to talk about on this program today. And a lot of it is about Donald Trump, but it's really not. He's the whipping boy for what they want to do to you. He is the precedent. You will be what follows. And more and more Americans are snapping out of the trance and they are seeing this. This attack on what we believe, on what we dare to dream as Americans, and they see it. When we come back, I want to share a little, I believe it's a USA, no, it's a New York Post blurb about something, Donald Trump's vice presidential pick. I want to talk to you briefly about this, all right? Because it's interesting. All right, we're going to go there. Do not go anywhere next on the Wendy Belt Radio Program.
So we got some polling data coming up in the program regarding Trump uh, in South Carolina, what he's doing to Nikki Haley in her own backyard. Uh, But before we get to that, I find this to be very interesting because I I love the longitudinal thinking now of a growing core and a chorus of voices out there, conservative, MAGA voices, people who love this country, who who believe in faith and freedom and family values. The, The people to whom the things I say are very commonplace. They are common sense. They are comfortable. And they are seeing that we need a plan. It's not just a stopgap. It's not a Band-Aid. It is something that needs to be a roadmap. And it's got to be fortified. It's got to be built. It's got to be strengthened. And there has to be a plan. And so this whole conversation about who Donald Trump is going to choose as his running mate, this is important. Now, Trump himself has downplayed the importance of this because he says commonly You know, I don't know why everybody's, you know, so up in arms about this because nobody votes for president based on who's number two. But he also is keenly aware of the fact that we have a long term plan and the long term plan is not to give this back to the people who've destroyed so much of what makes America great. We plan to hold it. We plan to fix it. We plan to to be here to steer it. And to hopefully make the best choices moving forward for our country. So this New York Post article headline, here's Trump's shortlist for vice president. Some potential running mates may surprise you. I don't think so. I don't think this is surprising at all. Former President Donald Trump acknowledged Tuesday. So he was in a town hall with Laura Ingram, Fox News, whatever. And acknowledged that at least five high profile Republicans and one former Democrat are on his short list for potential running mates in the general election, including Ron DeSantis and one-time Democratic presidential primary candidate Tulsi Gabbard. GOP presidential frontrunner confirmed his short list after Fox News host Laura Ingram rattled off a list of names at this town hall in Greenville, South Carolina, which she said the audience members deemed as good choices for him to tap for the vice presidency. Okay, here are the names. I don't find any of these uh, shocking. But I do have a preferential front runner, 100%. So including Gabby, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, rather, and Ron DeSantis. Also, Tim Scott, eh. Byron Donalds, 100%. Vivek Ramaswamy and Christy Noem. Now, I'm not down with Christy Noem, got to be honest with you. I don't know much about her. I know she bubbles up uh, at certain times. Um, okay, South Dakota's governor. Byron Donalds, to me is a guy who would be perfect to carry on after 2028. I don't know what you guys think, but this is interesting. Are they all on your shortlist? Laura Ingram asked Donald Trump. They are. They're all solid, he said. And I always say I want people with common sense because there's so many things happening in this country that don't make sense. Isn't that isn't that refreshing? Even just that one line, that that one statement, somebody who has good sense. You you never realized what a commodity that was in somebody in representation, in somebody in government, in somebody in leadership, until you got on board with this ship of fools that you didn't buy a ticket to be a part of. And now you're stuck with it. Every single thing these people touch turns to dust. And this was the plan when Barack Obama, day number one, 
What did he say? He had a vision that would fundamentally transform this country. Now, honest, hardworking people like you and I, people who are not nefarious, who are not corrupt, who don't rig elections, who don't suck, don't look at that statement in any other way other than here's a president who wants to make us better, not a guy who wants to destroy the very fabric of this country. And that's what Barack Obama was projecting. This new liberal world order, this idea that you have less and like it, that the government controls you, that the government knows everything about you. And because more and more Americans are awakening to the madness, we have a real opportunity here. And I think personally, Byron Donalds, to me, a a business man, a guy who understands fiscal responsibility, somebody who has had to negotiate at a top level with other people. Can you imagine Joe Biden negotiating? Can you imagine him even speaking on behalf of American values? Of course not. It's beyond comprehension. Trump said the first quality he's looking for in any potential running mate is their ability to be a good president. Because if something should happen, you need to have somebody who's going to be a great president. He added voters primarily care about who is on the top of the ticket rather than who the number two is. But he says the one thing that always surprises me is that the VP choice has absolutely no impact. It's whoever the president is, it just seems. He is saying, pay close attention to who he names number two. Because he already knows he's got a finite amount of time to make a difference. Who knows what happens? That is going to be the pivotal decision going forward. It is not going to be Tim Scott. It is not going to be Vivek Ramaswamy. I just don't think so. A a natural, logical, and you know what I say about Byron Donald's? It has absolutely nothing to do with him being black. It has to do with him being a patriot. With him being a common sense leader, a voice of reason. Someone who has shown us repeatedly in Congress the way his brain works, what he feels about the values that you and I share. So we're going to be watching this. But when we come back, I want to talk about this. This USA Today story showing the the slaughter that is coming for Nikki Haley in her home state, South Carolina, coming up this Saturday. And the question is, when does she bail? How does she do it? And does she even know how to do it? Because it's imminent. Blistering USA Today story coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So at this point, it kind of feels like Nikki Haley is this like atomic bomb on RNC. She's just right. And it's this giant energy suck, this money drain, all of this. And there's very interesting. There's a there's a snarky, almost liberal personality underbelly that comes out. In some of her comments, she seems very uh, scripted and uncomfortable. Look, if I was running for president of the United States, it wouldn't be because I want an easy life because it would be just hell, right? 
it would be because of one thing and one thing only. Love. Love of country. Now, you don't need notes. You don't need a teleprompter. You don't need an overhead projector. You don't need bullet points. You don't. You don't need a cheat sheet. You don't need a ghost phone. You don't need pseudonyms. You don't need suspicious activity reports, wire transfers, etc., etc. Because it's baked into you. And it comes out in ways that oftentimes you're not prepared for. And if I was running for president, I would have to give in to that and let it go. And live in that moment always. That is the authenticity I think that people crave in somebody who would assume such a prominent role in our lives. That it is not about them. That it's not about an ego stroke. It's not about a paycheck. It's not about the book deals. It's not about becoming a gobs multi-multi-millionaire many times over because it's amazing how that happens. It's about that one thing. America. And I watched Nikki Haley and she does not have it. And she got bad advice And she believed that bad advice. And now you see people voting for her to vote against Donald Trump. Not necessarily Republicans, but people who will come in and try to mess things up in their own form of Operation Chaos. Well, it's not working. And the question is, how the hell does she get out? Like, how do you get out as the one woman who has used her double X chromosome profile as part of her stump shtick, you know, whether it's the high heels, right? Or it's, I've already beaten 12 fellas. I got one more to go. It's just America is in crisis. We're really not here to worry about an individual's ego, personality, narcissism, or needs. We want somebody who knows the job, Who's going to do the job. And there is nobody better equipped right now than Donald Trump. Whatever you think about the individual. And I happen to really like him. I do. And I have no excuse. I make no excuses for that. I'm proud to say that to you. I'm proud to say that when I looked Donald Trump in the eye and I shook his hand. I saw what you see every day when you see him. You don't see that other places. It is indescribable. And yet it leaves its fingerprints all over you. And the more you watch these lunatics who can't stand everything that he represents the goodness, the justice, the common sense, the safety, the rationale, the strength on a global platform. They hate that he's got it and that you feel it and that we're all connected. I want you to hear this from USA Today. Here's your headline. 
Donald Trump trounces Nikki Haley in an exclusive South Carolina poll. This is USA Today. Donald Trump is poised to trounce Nikki Haley Saturday in her home state of South Carolina. An exclusive Suffolk University USA Today poll finds with a yawning advantage that hasn't been diminished by the former president's controversies or legal travails. I want you to think about that. That is winning. And no votes were, were tallied. That, that's winning. And, and the establishment, the left, the, the whole group, the blob of suck that has caused so much harm in our country in so short a period of time. They hate that we love. They hate that we are united. And they hate that we are united in our love of America. Among those very likely to vote in the state's Republican primary, Trump leads Haley by close to two to one. What? Everything they've thrown at this guy. It's like that open that we play. And Brock will probably play it in one of the hours coming, coming forward. It's the guy saying, when are you going to learn? The more you indict the more you unite the more we unite right that's what he says that's it you cannot break that you will not shake that see because we've been we've been dragged through all of this and we know who's at fault it's not a mystery we're not sitting in the shadows, scratching our heads, wondering what happened. This is so weird. We see every lousy vote. We hear every stupid triggered soundbite. We've identified the offenders. They do the same thing. It's the same game every day. Period. 63 to 35%. So the, day, the, the poll director, this guy is the director of the Suffolk University Political Research Center. And he said, look, the story of this poll is the depth of strength shown by Trump, regardless of what is thrown at him. And so I want you to hear a couple audio sound bites. Number one, this is Trump with Laura Ingram at this town hall. And she asks him about this lead and they bring up a, a graphic showing this, this 28% lead. And he says something very interesting about his thoughts on Nikki Haley, go. And um, just in time for your appearance today, there's a new Suffolk poll out uh, just now a few days before the big primary. And among those very likely to vote, you're up over Nikki Haley by close to a two to one margin, wow. 63 to 35. Um, yet today, she refused to step aside and said this. Many of the same politicians who now publicly embrace Trump privately dread him. They know what a disaster he's been and will continue to be for our party. 
Some people used to say I was running because I really wanted to be vice president. I think I've pretty well settled that question. Has she settled that question? Well, I settled it about three months ago. <laughs> Boom! Look, it's, uh, she's not working. She's here. She's down by 30, 35 points. And everybody knows her. You're not supposed to lose your home state. Shouldn't happen anyway. And she's losing it big. Big. I mean, really. Uh, I said big Lee and big Lee. <laughs> she's losing it bigly. Okay, so now Laura Ingram talks about mail-in fraud. We, we all know what's going on. You know, what? how do you beat that? How do you fight back against this rampant, ridiculous mail-in corruption? Go. How are you going to make sure that mail-in ballots and voter fraud, which we heard from a lot of people in line, was an issue front and center? They're very concerned about mail-in voting. So forget the past. What are you going to do to make sure we don't have problems going forward? If you have mail-in voting, you automatically have fraud. If you have Okay, well, there's mail-in voting in Florida, and you won huge. That's right. If you have it, you're going to have fraud but you want. because you don't have any. When you go into a voting place, like you go into one in a, in a properly run state, they look at you, they give you give voter ID, you give all sorts of identification. I mean, it would be very hard to cheat in a mass scale. When you send out millions, like California, I think they sent out 36 million ballots. They don't have a voting booth in the whole place. And then millions of ballots yeah. come back. Nobody knows where they're coming from. Right, but what are you going to do about it? Uh, the way you win is by swamping them. The way you win is by swamping them. You got to have, and we're going to swamp. Now, I do not know what that means. Does that mean a massive get out and vote on day on on election day? I don't think so. I don't think so. I am very curious what this means. Are we going to do what they do? Are we going to do what Craig Calloway? Isn't that what his name is, Brock? The guy from New Jersey who who was arrested, who'd been working with the FBI, the serial ballot harvester, the the Dropbox filler. Are we going to play that game? I don't know. But this is a very interesting question from Laura Ingram. And you have to ask why she's saying this. Why are you asking? You know, if it's just there's so much going on around you. It's so crazy. It's so chaotic, which it always is by design. Why do you go through this? Why not just drop out and be a regular citizen? Just drop out. What? Listen. You ever just say to yourself, you know, I'm done. This, this is what they, why? A lot of people would have said, I'm going to come out. Why are you staying in this? I can't because I want to make America great again. It's not great right now. And we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. Laura, we can do it. We can get it fixed. It's harder now. It would have been so much easier if we just finished off that. Four. Everything would have been so perfect. We had the border set. Everything was set to rock and roll. We had no. So inflation. you feel like you have an obli- you have an obligation to America. I, do. I want to make America great again. It does not involve slogans. You do not have to have bells and whistles. There is no presentation. It is visceral. Do you want America back or not? And that's what he just sliced through. Now, we got to talk about this Letitia James. Boy, what is she? What a piece of work this woman is. She says she's willing to go after Trump's assets. 
seize his property, a skyscraper of his, in Manhattan if he can't pay his $355 million, which is really $450 million penalty. Listen to the voice of Suck next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I feel I feel for the black community in uh, in certain ways. And I feel strongly that there are a lot of poor representatives of the black community who who seem to be in the spotlight right now. People who do not um, represent honorable values. They're the wrong heroes, the same way George Floyd was the wrong person to galvanize a movement around. He was not a good person. Period. He had made a million bad decisions. And, and those bad decisions ultimately led to his death. And I'm not going to litigate that again, but he's not the guy the black community should be idolizing or propping up in some capacity. We really know what that was all about. It was a, it was a movement at a very specific time on purpose, right? This Letitia James, this attorney general in New York, she is a piece of work. She's on par with Fannie Willis. There is this, there is this attitude that is rooted in an underdog mentality. And it bubbles forward in the ugliest and most inconvenient ways. Now, it, nobody here can, can say that, that penalizing Donald Trump for a crime that wasn't a crime that didn't happen for hurting people who were never victimized. There was nobody who was who was injured by what Letitia James says Donald Trump did with his business. What he did with his business is what we, I would do as a cyber shopper of overpriced real estate in Florida would do when valuing my home here in Pennsylvania in order to, to move to Florida. Well, I certainly wouldn't kneecap myself. I wouldn't lowball it. You go to the top. And you say, well, you've got to presume there's going to be some kind of negotiation, some kind of wiggle room, give and go. That is the way it's always been done. But according to Letitia James, Donald Trump doing that is beyond the pale. It is actionable. It is in some capacity illegal and worthy of 450 with with interest, 450 million dollars in penalties. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And we all know it's crazy. But her mm-hmm attitude about it is very unsavory as she tramples on the very document called our Constitution. You can't defend this any more than Fannie Willis can defend her actions. Any more than Alvin Bragg can defend his actions. Any more than Corrine Jean-Pierre is a noteworthy representation of the black community as she's an abysmal and abject failure at her job. It's embarrassing. These people are the wrong choices. But you need to hear this. Letitia James, leftist tyrant, Letitia James threatens to seize President Trump's assets if he can't pay outrageous court fine ordered by Judge Engeron a New York civil fraud trial. Now, I won't get into the idea that, and this story is floating around out there, that in a prior trial, Judge Engeron 
has been reportedly accused of sleeping with a secretary, a clerk, or opposing counsel, something of that nature, that this guy himself ain't squeaky clean. But boy, he's happy to without a jury, with gagging Donald Trump, with preventing his defense from presenting certain avenues of evidence and basically handcuffing him in his in his courtroom. That this is this is so beyond reality. It is it is punitive for daring to love America. And and Letitia James, like I she made some comment about how if you want to take down a, a monster, you want to do something big, you gotta give it to a woman to do. That's offensive to me. Look, I don't think you guys pay attention to what I do on this program because I'm a woman. You don't you don't say, you know what? I feel I feel like women need more of a shot. I'm going to listen to her instead of somebody else. You listen because you understand me and we connect and we share this thing together that doesn't need definition. Letitia James saying that she will go after Donald Trump's assets and happily seize one of his skyscrapers, to me, is necessary. You need to see how far crazy will go. Because once crazy gets a little bit of power and there's a spotlight on it, it goes to the, it goes to the end. And they need to implode. I'm going to try to find one of her sound bites. Because it's just, it's gross. Here, here it is. We are prepared to make sure that the judgment is paid to New Yorkers. And yes, I will get 40 Wall Street each and every day. That's one of his buildings. Last I checked, tourism is up, she says. Wall Street is doing just fine, as there have been calls among Kevin O'Leary and other business owners out there to get the hell out of New York. In fact, just about, what, 20 hours ago or so, the CEO of Cardone Capital, a guy named Grant Cardone, ordered his underwriters to immediately discontinue all underwriting on New York City real estate following that $355 million judgment against Trump. Quote, the risk outweighs the, the, the risk outweigh the opportunities at this time. They've got billions. Their portfolio is billions and billions of dollars. And Letitia James... Standing up there smugly, thinking that she has scored a political victory, is flushing New York State down the toilet. You've got migrants in. You've got big business moving out. That is not a recipe for success, my friends. Coming up on the program, we're going to go there even more because really one of the, the pinnacle American companies... The nation's oldest gunmaker is leaving New York for Georgia. They're tapping out. We got the story coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. <laughs> 